0: Hey, everybody. Uh, Thanks for joining us for dissecting this fiction. This is our breakdown for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Well, the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. (laughs) I wish I had the whole movie to break down for you guys, but uh, no, just the trailer here. It actually was a part of our episode. I am kind of delayed with the editing on that episode, so I decided to throw this in. As its own little section episode for people to listen to in the meantime while I get the rest of that episode done. Hopefully that explains why it feels very abrupt of an intro and exit. Feel free to email us, dtfpod at gmail.com if you had anything you want to bring up. Or, you know, hit us on social media, dtfpod on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram. Enjoy! The next trailer... Uh, is what I wanted to talk about for sure, came out today. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, also known as Ant-Man and the Wasp 3, or whatever you want to call it, Ant-Man 3, whatever your lingo is. So we thought we'd do like a small breakdown and kind of discuss the the topics of what we've seen, uh, where we think it could be leading, stuff like that. So to start out, Scott Lang is now essentially famous after the events of Endgame. Uh, we know he has a podcast that was referenced in Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a book published. That I think it was called Look Out for the Little Guy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it was.
0: Uh, and so just kind of like the, the the early snippets of this trailer just kind of show him basically being known, getting attention down the street mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The, there's a joke where he's in a cafe and... Uh, he's leaving and the cafe owner says, uh, thank you, Spider Man.
1: Yeah. They know he's famous, but they don't really know he is. It yeah. kinda of goes
0: with the joke of like, you know, an end game where Hulk was like, You want his picture? In- and yeah. to these kids yeah. and they're like, Uh yeah. not really. No, I'm
1: good. Yeah.
0: And then they're like, They don't want my picture.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take the fucking camera. <laughs>
1: that was such a good scene. <laughs>
0: Uh, cuts over to Cassie Lang, uh, who apparently has, over the five years that Scott was gone, been working on a device to send a signal to the quantum realm. And she's showing it off to, to the family, Scott, Pim, Janet, Hope. Yeah. Uh, and she starts sending a signal. Uh, this is when Janet gets very upset mm-hmm. uh, and demands that she turns off the signal to the quantum realm. Yeah. So here's my question: Why didn't Janet care about a connection to the quantum realm when in Ant-Man two at the end they show them going into the quantum realm?
1: I think her concern the was van. I think her concern was making the quantum realm aware of their universe or whatever the non quantum. Okay,
0: so like as long as you stay on the outskirts, yeah, and then come back out, yeah, you're fine, yeah. Because you think she'd? Not want any connection. Because it seems like she's got some kind of concern of something getting out of the quantum realm or Mm -hmm. or whatever. Or someone. Or someone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's related to basically revealing an outlet.
0: Okay. Because even Hank Pym in that trailer, it looks like he's surprised by her reaction. It Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like he knows what she's freaking out about.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Um, I think she's freaking out about what happens right after. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, but, like, yeah. no one knows that's going to happen right. until it happens. Yeah. Uh, the device explodes, some kind of energy beam mm-hmm. uh, it opens up some sort of a sphere-like portal, I guess mm. you would call it, yeah. uh, to the quantum realm. They all get sucked into the portal. Uh, first it's Hank, Janet, and Hope get all sucked in, and then later Cassie and then Scott. And so it looks to be we're going to have two different story mm-hmm. uh that we, you know, two different groups that we're following in this story. Yeah. Where we have Scott and Cassie together, mm-hmm. and then we'll probably have Hank, Janet, and Hope together. It looks like. Yeah. We then get to a moment where Scott and Cassie meet a group of beings in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: they appear like, and I feel like the trailer wants us to think that they're like a threat. Yeah. You know, they're they're yeah. there to like.
1: They're definitely setting that up.
0: Like capture them or whatever, but mm-hmm. like I think. To me, it was pretty clear, and maybe I'm wrong, but to me, I took it as they're like some kind of rebel group. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe people that live on the outskirts, yeah. in the in the on the land, and uh, I kind of wonder if maybe they they dealt with Janet, and they know her from her previous time in the quantum realm. Mm, that's a good point because the clothes that she wore in Ant Man and the Wasp look very similar. To the way some of them are dressed.
1: That's a good point.
0: So another thing too is. It doesn't seem like they have any trouble breathing in this. Yeah. Quantum realm. I was noticing that too. I always kind of thought that it was like. They had to have the ant suit to like Mm -hmm. be safe. Yeah. But it doesn't. I guess. When we see Janet. She's not wearing wearing something like that. She just has like a face mask. Yeah. But I guess I guess I took that as her having one of those right. to breathe. Um, so I guess it's breathable in this realm.
1: Apparently,
0: maybe it's like certain areas it is, and others it's not. Maybe yeah, it's maybe like this the, the society area itself is fine. Uh, I don't know. Just what we got out of like what we've seen so far felt very Guardians of the Galaxy to me. It was yeah. very vibrant, very
1: uh, very spacey,
0: unique. Artistic looking, I guess, uh, environments.
1: Yeah, all the different like alien looking creatures. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if they're alien. They, I don't know if they're not aliens, but like they look like. I'm just calling them aliens because yeah. like there was a lot
0: of variety to like yeah. the way beings looked. Like it wasn't like this is like the human race. It was mm-hmm. like there was a lot of different,
1: lots of different things,
0: alien type. Yeah beings it was definitely like in the quantum realm
1: closer to like in Star Wars when you go to a bar mm-hmm. there's like a billion different
0: we get that too yeah. we kind of yeah. get a vibe that Star- this is Star Wars feeling as well mm-hmm. later on also it's another question is are these beings all native to the quantum realm right? or are they there out of circumstances that had to do with Kang right. which we know is pretty much in charge of this realm right now yeah uh, we get a moment where Hope asks, what is it you are so afraid of? Janet says, there is something I never told you. And then we see the torso of Kang in a very comic, accurate suit. Uh, and he's putting this glowing sphere into a device. And then this is where we get our first shot of Kang. Uh, of, of Kang's base. I don't know if you call it. His, his castle, his base. It's So presumably what she's scared of is Kang himself. His his army if you will it looks like he has an army my question is is this an actual army of beings or is this like some kind of Age of Ultron thing where they're like robots or something under yeah. his control we know that he deals with technology from the future and that he's you know he's got powers through that sense but he's not like a super powered being as far as like strength and all that stuff right He's he deals through tech yeah so it looks like this could be like the core of Chronopolis, which is the city in the quantum realm. Nice. That we kind of got a tease on in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, going into Loki, could this be where the TVA is?
1: Good. Yeah. I'm Because very... we do
0: know that there's time portals that Janet references yeah. at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp saying mm-hmm. stay away from the time portals. We can't really save you from there. If you go into one. Uh,
1: The time vortexes, right? Time vortexes, yeah. 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 So
0: like maybe that's tied to the TVA Mm -hmm. and this being the hub for, for that. We then get this moment where the entire base that we just saw is getting covered by these sphere disc things that are kind of making a, like, I guess like a shield perhaps over the, the base, the army, whatever Kang has. Yeah. My suspicion with that is it's very similar looking to what we see later on on a smaller platform that he has. Um, so I'll kind of get into that when we get to that point. But Kang says, this place, it isn't what you think. And then we see Kang standing on a platform, here we go, That that appears to be very similar to his comic time-traveling chair that he has. Mm. So I suspect that... This is his time traveling chair. And you will also see on the platform, there's the device that had that sphere that he put in. The glowing sphere thing he put in earlier in the scene. Yeah. That, I think, controls the chair. Okay. I'm wondering if the thing that we saw with the base is an amplified version of his time traveling chair that he's trying to create in whatever capacity... To bring the entire army to Earth or outside of the quantum realm. Whatever it may be. Yeah. It seems like he's got an interest in Earth itself. Yeah. This also could explain my question I had off of the first conversation we had. When that D23 trailer was leaked. Yeah. So the time chair, if that's what this is, which seems like it is. Yeah. uh, I guess that could be theoretically... A plot point for how they would then get back to their time without having a bunch of time passed. Because according to Scott Lang mm-hmm. in Endgame, he was in the quantum realm for five hours and five years had passed. Right. So that puts a ratio of one hour equals one year for the quantum realm. Yeah. Well, you know, vice versa. Right. So my concern is like, well... And what we've heard is most of this movie takes place in the quantum realm. So if that's the case, then a lot of time is going to pass mm-hmm. when they come back. Right. Which doesn't really work for the MCU unless they're just long gone now. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is the plot point to get them back to exactly when they left. Yeah. Without losing time.
1: Yeah. That in, makes sense. And
0: that sense.
1: Yeah. I mean I and can then you
0: had brought up like well they'll probably have some kind of way that they can yeah, go like... back to that same timeline.
1: Yeah. They've got Hank Pym with them, so.
0: Oh yeah, is he the timeline? Uh, no, guru? but like
1: he's the reason that the Pym particles are a thing, or whatever. Fuck, yeah, you might know, as well so. call him Hank Pimp. Yeah. Hank Pimp. <laughs>
0: Hank Pimp. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I just feel like they should be able to use the same mechanism. I mean, it's they Marvel. Thinking. They
0: they they always just do throwaway bullshit as to why something's not an issue anymore, right? Like yeah. we got Hulk. Fucked up his arm doing the snap and he, you know, he's going to have a crippled arm now. And, like, now it's no big deal because he found some device to go and fix it. Yeah. So, they're, they're going to do something like that, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, but, to me, it's like, that's a pretty big thing that you need to explain. hmm I get it. Okay.
1: What I want to know is what Janet never told them.
0: I mean, I think it's implied that she knows about Kang and that but- he's ruling... The quantum realm.
1: But how does she know about him? Do you think she's gonna have like been in a friendly relationship with him or?
0: So you think like it could be that she knows him directly?
1: Yeah that's what I'm wondering. Or is
0: it like she just knows him through his rule and what she's heard from other people like the people that we see meet up or whatever or find Scott and yeah. and uh Cassie. Yeah. Like that's my assumption is. Okay. She probably just knows of them. There have been like reports that um I think Bill Murray's character had a relationship with her or something. Oh, okay. Um people speculate he's Kryler, which is a character from the Quantum Realm. Okay. He's like a scientist or something. Got it. Um in this he looks like he's kind of like of some kind of like a, like a higher power position or just of wealth. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's like well off yeah. <laughs> with what he's, the way he's dressed and just. Yeah, definitely. Like maybe he's like a mayor or some kind of a public figure.
1: Yeah, he definitely gave off mayor vibes. Working with
0: Kang, I would assume if he's like not, you know. Yeah. In the slumps. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she does know about Kang directly through him. If they had some kind of relationship. Mm-hmm see so Janet is then seen opening up some kind of puzzle tomb door that, well, that was my description
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, then they show hope and Janet at the very least I don't know if we saw Hank there he might be pimping somewhere yeah um but they showed them go into some kind of bar or cantina. If mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. It did It did have a very Star Wars cantina feel to it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, the bartender had like four arms. Clearly some kind of alien looking thing. Yeah. Um, we then see some like character. He's some guy that looks like he's got like some kind of a mummy-esque
1: mm-hmm.
0: wrapping to him.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting because he'd look like he is kind of creeping on them. Yes. And so I don't like know. He if that's like he recognizes someone. Uh, recognizes or maybe just like. Maybe he's like a informant or some kind of spy working for Kang. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't know. Maybe this might just be me. I kind of feel like he looks like Corey Stahl to an extent, which is the guy who played Cross in the first movie, uh, which we know is come back as MODOK. We, you know, that was confirmed at D23. You know, he got sent to the Quantum Round by the end of that movie. And we haven't heard of him you know, heard from him since. Yeah. So, uh, we do know that he's coming into this film, uh, as potentially MODOK. Yeah. According to D23's panel. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's, like, some kind of early form of him, and then, like, he's gonna change it. I don't know. Did you get that vibe? Did he look like him at all to you? Or is it... Am I crazy?
1: Uh, I didn't catch that, but I wouldn't be surprised if you're okay. correct. Okay.
0: I don't know, it could just be some random guy, and I'm looking for that storyline, I don't know. I
1: was just looking at all the eye candy, I didn't really notice that specific stuff. Like, I was just like, oh, that's different, that's a different creature. It just was
0: clear he seemed to be having some kind of paying attention to them situation going on. Um, We then get, this is where we get the shot of Bill Murray we just talked about. Uh, So yeah, we don't really know what his character is, but he does seem to have some kind of Public figure, power, role. It looks like, so we'll see. I guess I'm I'm kind of like taking his character as like Jeff Goldblum's in Ragnarok, and Mm -hmm. you know that kind of a thing where he's just kind of more of a a big name actor who's in like a smaller role, just kind of for fun. I don't. I'm not expecting a whole lot out of his character.
1: I think it'll be fun to see him do whatever he's going to do, though. He's usually some kind of quirky whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, we also then see Ant Man go giant form. I guess he goes with my giant man, I think, right, when he does that? So yeah. I guess he's also giant man in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he seems to be fighting against a lot of the Kang's army spaceships that we saw earlier at the base. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see Ant Man and Wasp in their suits. Uh, Kang says, I can get you home and give you more time if you help me. So this kind of ties into the D23 leaked footage we saw before it was taken down where Mm -hmm. he has a conversation with Scott and it's basically... I need you to do a heist job for me. Yeah. If you help me, I'll give you your daughter back. Pretty much he's got her captive, it sounds like. Yeah. And it looks like the same setting in this conversation here. So, but the the interesting part though is in that scene, in that trailer, Ant-Man says, I'm an Avenger. You mess with the wrong guy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, And then he said, have I killed you before? As though he doesn't know who he is. Right. Okay? But later on he then says, So what's it gonna be, Ant Man? Yeah. Talking to Scott in the same seemingly the same scene as we right. saw in that whole thing. Yeah. So that's very interesting to me. Is that just him trying to then play off his emotions, like calling him Ant Man, like I know who you are? You yeah. know, kinda of giving him like this like you're somebody of importance.
1: It could be feeling. also like the second half of a com- the conversation that we already saw where he's already been introduced to him now.
0: Oh, okay. Like Ant-Man's like, I'm so, Ant-Man. I'm Ant-Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we get some stupid joke, whatever. About- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that's also a, a throwaway thing. It could just be. Then we get a shot of what I think is Janet. We don't really know. Or at least I don't really know. But it looks the best possible scenario is Janet in some kind of environment that's all blue colored.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then we see what I would deem a vagina monster.
1: <laughs> yeah. Vagina with teeth monsters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was like this...
1: They were weird because I felt like they were like normal like bipedal with arms but then they had like their whole face opened up as like a vagina with teeth. That... It,
0: I would say that their bodies reminded me of like xenomorphs. Yes. And then... They had like this dome head that yes. then split open, like you said. Yeah, it had a bunch of teeth down yeah. the bottom, you know, yeah. the, the, the lining.
1: Yeah,
0: and it just looked like a, a vagina to me. Yeah, I so you know again More like it, a
1: Venus flytrap.
0: Well, I mean, as long as Janet can't fly, I guess she'd probably be safe then, because it's a flytrap. Yeah. But if it's hope.
1: Hopefully, it's not a Venus wasp trap. She
0: yeah <laughs> she she better not be there because yeah. she's. The the prime target, if that's the case. Yeah. So what I'm getting out of that whole thing too is like potentially maybe that area she's in is beyond that door that she opened. Okay. It felt like maybe it was like somewhere of importance. Maybe those things were like defending something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, or maybe it's also just like a flashback to maybe she stole something from Kang mm. before she left. Uh, and that's part of the heist issue is like he needs whatever she stole maybe. Yeah. Because it wouldn't make sense that it's tied to her because the signals sent out and then it doesn't seem to actually do anything until after she starts speaking. Okay. So that could be coincidence or it could be Kane was waiting to know she was there. Yeah. Cuz maybe he needs intel from her.
1: True.
0: So maybe that's it. Maybe he wants Scott to essentially betray them and give Janet to him for whatever, whatever he either the for. Intel she has or what she took right she need he needs it back right by getting her something like that that I don't know yeah that would that seems would add, like that a, would add a, a conflict of interest because he wants to save his daughter but he also cares about about Van, the Van Dymes yeah uh, we then see what I would call like maybe like a vision. I'm not quite sure what it is, but we see multiple Ant Men running. There's one that's giant, and that one turns into a bunch of spaghetti, confetti, yeah, whatever you want to call I it. I was
1: wondering about that. Very
0: similar to what happens in uh, Multiverse of Madness with a certain character. We'll yes. leave it blank in case Just people in case. haven't seen yeah. it yet. But but I
1: was really confused by that because I was like, that's not like it. I was. Not expecting them to, it's yeah. obviously must not be the same reason. It's just weird that it looks so similar. Yeah.
0: I just, that's probably the only scene that I was like, I have no idea what this is about. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm like wondering if it's more just like a vision of like showing him like what could happen to him or something if, yeah. if Kang doesn't help him by him helping Kang or whatever, you know, cause there's that line where he says, I can get you home and give you more time. Yeah. So that give you more time. Does that imply that maybe he knows that Ant-Man dies soon?
1: Oh, I wonder then if that vision is King showing him what...
0: Like how he dies. How he
1: dies or something like that.
0: Yeah. You get turned into spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> we, see, we then see Scott and Cassie running through like a destruction zone. Yeah. Things exploding, falling apart, whatever. And then it cuts over to Kang on his hovering disc thing uh, in full costume with the lit up screen making him look blue. Uh, And his hands are glowing, which again, I think is like just like his tech. Yeah. I don't think he's got any kind of like magic powers or anything. Um, And we pan over to Scott, Cassie and Hope all in their costumes. Um, So here's the thing, though. I mean, we've kind of seen them in their costumes earlier in the trailer yeah. as well. This isn't like new at the right. very end, but yeah. like when they get sucked in, they don't have their costumes yeah, on. Is this like a Spider-Man point. thing where they have nano suits now?
1: Okay, so I—that I was questioning that myself. Um, I think it's believable that Scott would have a nano suit, but like, why would Cassie have a suit already? Like,
0: well, that's another thing too. Is because it kind of feels like she wants to become a superhero. Yeah. And Scott doesn't really want her to because he wants to, like, protect her and stuff. Yeah. And, like, so I feel like this movie is gonna be kind of her origin-ish story of mm-hmm. her proving to him that she can handle it or something. And, yeah. And, like, so I assume that her getting the suit is going to be tied to, like, the events of this movie. But, like... But I,
1: how? I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, I guess Hank could have made her a suit during the five years that... Scott was gone, theoretically.
1: Yeah, but he didn't have it in his pocket, I imagine, when he got sucked in. You know what I mean?
0: Well, <laughs> he could have. Because, like, you know, there was, like, the gimmicks in the other movies where, like, he'd have things that were shrunk.
1: hmm
0: And then he'd, like, carry them with him.
1: Yeah, but, like... So I
0: guess you could argue that, like, Hank or something had uh, all of their suits in, like, a backup yeah, capacity have in like his their, pockets, their van, something in his dumb pocket. in case yeah. they always need to have a backup plan or something. Yeah, that's true. I could see that happening. I guess that's... the only other explanation is is they get out and then come back to stop him.
1: Oh, that's a good point.
0: That's the only other explanation I could think of is somehow they do get out of the the quantum realm, but decide they have to go back and stop him or something. Or yeah, King lets them out to do whatever the fucking thing he needs to do is. Mm-hmm. He then gets. The suits comes back to give him whatever it is, and with a you know alternate plan to stop him as well.
1: Yeah, that does make more sense than having it in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I got something in my pocket
0: for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I. That's the only. It's the I think the easiest explanation is that's gonna be a nano suit that they just. It's just gonna be right. that's yeah the easiest route for Marvel these days to just mm-hmm. do nano suits now yeah, for everybody. that's true. I mean, we kind of have seen it since Endgame on. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of referenced it earlier. We did not see MODOK at all in this trailer, but we do know he's in the film. We just don't know what capacity. Um, I just hope it's not something stupid like they did with um, Winter Soldier. What was that character? The The Nazi scientist who became a like oh. the the human yeah. intelligence, whatever fucking computer. Yeah. Um so that character, instead of making him like a robot suit with a screen, yeah. like the character is, they just made him like basically an old computer screen that he's yeah. talking on and right. like I hope they don't do that kind of thing to Modoc and make him this simple throwaway thing. Like I hope that they're setting him up to be a bigger thing for the future. But also what we've seen of the character. If that is real for his design. Mm-hmm. Ugh, doesn't look good. Yeah. Anyways. We'll see. Also. Another question I have is. Will Janet have powers? We know she had like a power. When she came out of the quantum realm. At the end of the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I could think of is. Maybe she doesn't. Because she. Transferred that energy. To. to to, to save her from her whatever issue she was having where she couldn't be like solid material or whatever you want to consider it. She was
1: stuck in phase. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, because that was basically the whole gimmick of the end credit, right, of that movie was Mm -hmm. they were going into the quantum zone to get quantum healing energy or something, which I assume was presumably for ghosts to keep her from Going to phase right? whatever mode.
1: Yeah, seems like it.
0: And so that's like another question. So like what happens to that character now that she at the very least five years hasn't had her medicine? Yeah. Is that going to explain how she's now on the Thunderbolts, which was announced? Probably. And like she's going to be evil again maybe? Or, yeah. Or just at least have her powers?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I guess that also kind of explains the, like you were saying, like She's okay. Janet's okay with going into the quantum zone as long as it's like the outskirts and they don't know that they're there. But what this also brought up was she theoretically was only in the quantum zone for thirty hours then, right? When yeah. she was there, because that's what I think. Uh, she was gone for thirty years in the MCU timeline. Yeah. So that means she could only have been gone for thirty hours, based off. Scott's saying it's about one hour to one year ratio. Okay,
1: so that's only if time is linear, though, which is something I just thought of, like, whenever we were talking about this earlier. So, like, it's
0: different for everybody?
1: No, like, it's possible that, like, if you're in there for five hours, it's been five days, but then the longer you're in there, the longer the difference becomes, like like, a curve,
0: Okay. Like an upward so, curve
1: I don't know if that's I'm just saying That's also possible Like the longer You stay in there The, the longer So the, it's
0: not proportional It's right, like It's it's, base, a, it's Yeah okay I get what you're saying
1: Yeah It's not like a Perfect diagonal line It's an upward curve Potentially or it's the
0: uh, The infinity Symbol
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Sure the,
0: the, the Mobius
1: Mobius strip Or something Yeah Yeah Mobius strip Yeah Yeah So it could be something like that where...
0: uh, Way, way better than the Vegas Strip, that's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) It's endless.
1: So that that was one way that potentially you could explain her time thing. Because her time thing doesn't really make sense to me.
0: Well, okay, it only makes sense to me in the sense of if it was 30 hours that she was there, that would explain that she wasn't there a long time in that sense. But in the real world...
1: Right, but the she way
0: she was gone for 30 years. Yeah, but the way So she- that would be like easier to explain how she survived for 30 hours versus 30 years, right? But that would also give her enough time to theoretically have met somebody like this rebellion group or whatever. Maybe she did like a a de- like a she helped them maybe stop Kang from having this item that was going to get him to be able to leave and take over Earth. That's the only thing I could think of.
1: Yeah, the the only problem I have with that is that the way that she talked about it and about how she's like, oh, this place changes you, blah, blah, blah. Like, she you kind know, of gave the vibes that she'd been there been for a, a long really time. long time.
0: So that could either be a fuck up on the writing of different, you know, properties. Yeah. Or it's just each character is going to have a different experience as far as how time travels for yeah.
1: them. Shit, maybe it's even different depending on where in the quantum realm you are.
0: That's true, too. Yeah. which area of it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, who knows? And also, I guess, maybe if the events of Loki had an effect on how the time changes, theoretically.
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Because if that happened, and then that changed how the timelines are all connected, Mm -hmm. then that could potentially change how it travels, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. We're just spewing ideas now.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> but um, I'm really excited for this one. I, yeah. I'm, I've I've enjoyed the, the Ant Man films, but like this one looks like it's really gonna matter. And like I kind of wonder if this is gonna go into a very dark ending. Like I feel like we're getting a they lose at the end of this, or maybe Scott makes a choice that's personal mm-hmm. and it causes a bigger problem. Yeah. Like Ken getting released.
1: Yeah. So. And Scott. so he's going
0: to have to deal with that consequence, but.
1: So Scott pulls the Star Lord then?
0: Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But it wasn't a, a tantrum out of nowhere. It right. was just yeah. like a I just care about her more right. than I care about the universe.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's, that's that for, I guess, the trailer. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this?
1: Yeah. <sighs> No, I'm really excited for it. There's, again, so many things look like they're going on at the same time. So I'm very interested to see how it plays out.
0: And obviously, they must be setting up Young Avengers, right? With Cassie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got it. And I be. also wonder if, like, maybe we'll see Scott die. Mm,
1: that's and then possible. that kind
0: of throws her into the role that's of... That's a good point. ...being in the Young Avengers or something. I don't know. Just, just spitballing. Like, yeah. I imagine they'd keep him alive up until, like the avenger movies if they were going to kill him yeah so maybe he'll die in king dynasty or something because they could be foreshadowing his death with the whole have i killed you before and the line where he says i can give you more time you know like maybe they're foreshadowing that he dies
1: yeah that's true